Hi, and welcome to episode 213 of No Crying in Baseball, the business as usual episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. I am I am smiley and giggly, and I smell like a campfire. <laughs> you sure do. I leaned in to look over Potty Mouth's shoulder, and I wanted to put some marshmallows on a stick. Boy, you smell like fire. Yeah, I want to give a huge shout out to our friends at DC Beer today because, or at all times, because they had a beer share today. So a DC Beer beer share means that you bring some beer and share it. But the people here in DC are just kind and warm hearted and they bring a lot of beer, like a lot of beer to this beer share. So I've been sharing beer all day, and that's that's the state that I'm going into this recording as. Cheers. So um, this is my first beer of the day. So I'm here to provide balance to this whole situation, but Potty Mouth is sharing beer with me, so yep. I feel pretty good about that. On today's show, it's award season. This is the boyfriend edition, and we've got boyfriends on the move because it's also hot stove season, sort of. We've got a report back from the general manager's meeting. We've got some Hall of Fame voting starting up. We've got a lot to talk about with the CBA. It's Labor Day here on, uh, on No Crying in Baseball, and as always, international baseball. Woohoo! So much going on, even though it's theoretically the off season. You know what, folks? We are going to bring you through the off season in style. Stick with us because we have these boyfriends that I'm going to talk about a little bit more in just a moment. But the, the overview is that we're going to pick them soon in the off season, and these are the guys who are special beyond the field. There's something about them that we connect with, and we each have one guy per team. And the cool thing is we switch every year, except for one guy, because, you know, you got to hang on to somebody. So very, very soon, we're going to be picking new boyfriends. But what we like to do is check in on how our boyfriends uh, perform <clears throat> in, uh, in various aspects throughout the season. And even though we only have one guy per season per team... We keep an eye on the old guys because everybody loves the old guys. Well, it's true. And, you know, we don't really break up with boyfriends yeah. unless they do something outrageous, in which case they become ex-boyfriends. Normally, if we've just moved on because it's a new season, they become just former boyfriends. And mm -hmm. we do, we do, we do, they're still in the, in the mix. And we talk about them all the time. Yeah. And I miss a lot of them. Like, I miss having guys as, as the actual current boyfriend who have had to give up. So this week, a couple of awards have come out, and so we wanted to see kind of how our boyfriends have done on these awards. And one was the Silver Slugger. You're going to notice a trend here with Patty compared to me as far as how, how their performance have gone, but we're pretty close. We're pretty close. So Patty chose the following boyfriends who won the Silver Slugger this year in the National League. Freddie Freeman, the friendliest first baseman, of course, got Silver, silver Slugger. Nick Castellanos, who actually adorably did an interview from his son's Little League game. Oh, my God. A I love Zoom him so much. interview about winning the Silver Slugger, very much inferring that he wants to return to the Reds. So I believe he is free agent this he year, He is right? a free agent, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I think he's pretty happy there. Yeah. And I love that he was there with his son because, remember, his son designed that fabulous T-shirt, which I still haven't gotten for myself, but I still think I might, um, of his dad's face. And they made a, they made a shirt, and they're selling it because why shouldn't his son be a famous art, artist now? Absolutely. And and I'm sure that's like a little bit of extra like want to stay with the Reds because your kid like sees you in that light. And then and then this kind of broke my little heart because we were just talking about him last week, Buster Posey. Like yeah. we were talking about him going out on a high 
and going out winning a silver slugger as a catcher is just ugh. like we said last week he emptied the tank man he gave it his all because he knew it was his last season and boy did it pay off yeah and on to the american league you also did really well there with four guys marcus simeon who is a very like well-known free agent everybody wants a piece of him this year so we'll see where he ends up aaron judge who's probably yankee for life cedric mullins who Happy. I picked way too early. I love him so much. I'm glad he came into his own. I picked him too freaking yeah. early. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about the, what the O's are going to put together for next year because I'm more on that in a moment. And then, of course, Shohei Otani, the man who can do no wrong, also got a silver slugger despite being a pitcher. And he got it as DH. He got it yep. in American League DH. So... So that brings Patty to a grand total of seven Silver Slugger boyfriends. And I'm sorry, folks, I didn't figure out who was boyfriend for which year. But just just know that these were all. Well, wait, Patty you got to do the National League, though. I didn't get seven yet. I've only got. Wait, wait, no. And yeah, I oh, started with seven. the National League. Freeman, Castellanos, oh, and Posey see. were National League. I did for, So I, I do things backwards. I put National League first because I feel like they always get second. So I figured like when we talk about them, oh. we're going to go first. Yeah. So now we're going to go into my National League. You think I was drinking beer all day? Yeah, no, I was right? just sad that I made a bad choice to not go with you. I mean, they got a lot done around right. my house, but had I been drinking, that would excuse my faux pas just then. There we go. But no, right. I have no excuse. So so we, we live and learn. We live and learn. Absolutely. So my National League quality, short but quality. I have Ozzy Albies, who, of course, was, was fabulous in that, you know, World Series win. And then Fernando Tatis Jr., Who's notably he he's a baby man. He is the baby man. the first the first in MLB to get two silver sluggers before twenty age twenty three. That is amazing. And he's the first Padre to go back to back since Tony Gwynn. So talk about like keeping good company there. And then also Juan Soto, who is currently my forever boyfriend. He's the one that I've been like holding over from year to year. This is his first. I thought he got one last year too. Oh, Juan Soto? Oh, no, no. It's Tatis? Yeah, no, Tatis got two. No, no, but I mean Soto. Boy, oh, Soto. I, I, would, I don't know. I would have thought that he'd had one before, too, which would have put him two before 23, but I... Huh. But, oh, wait, he's already 23. Is, is he? Did he turn 23 during the World Series, right? Didn't he, he turn 22 during the World Series in 20... Oh, he's... 20, no, he turned 21 during the Nats win because he could finally drink the champagne. Right, but that so was... So he must have not gotten... He, I think he just probably just turned 23. Yeah. So that was... that was Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know what? Wouldn't you, listeners, wouldn't you love this if we actually... Math is like, hard. Well, we'd worked out the math, but also answered our own damn questions before <laughs> we started recording. That could happen. I, all I know is that I, I read that 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 first to to get before 23, and I'm just going to trust Twitter because Twitter is always right. Twitter is always yeah. right. Twitter knows things. So my, my American League guys love Vladimir Guerrero Jr., of course, who also just won that Hank Aaron Award, and I didn't even put that in the notes. But Vladdy is just so, so adorable. There was a really cute interview that y'all should look up with La Vida Baseball and Vladdy, and it was like a rapid-fire thing. And he had to sort of do who's the best XYZ, and he started off with best hitter Mike Trout. And I, the, the, the answers that, that continued, I do not remember, but check it out, La Vida Baseball. So he's my American League silver slugger along with Salvador Perez. Yeah. So another also, like, old catcher. Yes, having a hell of a season that no one saw coming. Yeah. And good good on him. 
So if anybody's been counting, that puts Patty at seven, Potty Mouth at five for Silver Sluggers. But wait, there's, there's more. more. There is the sexy defense. And you know we're all about the sexy defense. And so there's the golden gloves. So Patty in the National League is all about the Cardinals, it seems, with Paul Goldschmidt and, and Tommy Edmond, right? Tommy, is it, that's right? Yeah, can I give you a fun fact? Oh, yeah, please. The Cardinals set a record this year. They were the only team mm-hmm. to ever have five gold gloves in one season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we probably all did pretty well with the cards, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that's my big one. So I'll get to that in a minute. So American League, though, again, Marcus Simeon uh, and Matt Chapman and Andrew Benatendi, who you had picked when he was on the Red Sox and now he's on the Royals. And to see him get a gold glove yeah. after the trade yeah. is pretty sweet. And talking about transplants, you also picked Michael A. Taylor sure as did. a Royal because of, of course, his background and us loving him terribly when, when he was on the Nats. But he also, like, it's so cool to see him get a gold glove. It's about glove. damn time and it's not yeah. going to be his only one because he's just that good in the outfield. Yeah. So I've got some gold gloves. So for for Potty Mouth in the National League, Nolan Arenado, who I pretty much picked because I knew he would do stuff like this, he got his ninth, ninth consecutive gold glove. I didn't keep numbers like that on anyone else, but damn, Damn. just damn. Brandon Crawford from the Giants also. So here's where we go into the X stuff. I'm not quite sure where I stand in the in the boyfriend relationship right now with Carlos Correa because I picked him, of course, before before we found out about about the um, Astros cheating stuff, and he was clearly deeply involved. But I'm just gonna put him there because I get another point, and I've got to like stack up <laughs> against Patty here. American League, <laughs> Joey Gallo. I picked him when he was on the Rangers. Now he's on the you know the team that shall not be mentioned, but. Whatever. So that puts us at Patty 6, Potty Mouth 3 or 4, depending on if you count uh, you, you, you can count ex-boyfriends. It's so, true, because you did. You, okay. picked, you picked him I picked early. Him, I picked him in, in, in earnest. So so Patty is clearly winning at this point. So the, the only hope that I have right now is when we talk about the platinum gloves. Now, I don't understand how I miss this vote every year. This is, this is a fan vote from yeah. the Gold Glove winners. Yep. And I miss it every year. Yeah. I never have voted for this. Yep, me either. I don't understand. Like, I, it must be a very short voting, I don't know, block. Because it's been since 2011. 11. So 2011 to 2021, that's 10, that's, right? That's 10 that we haven't done. Yeah. 10 they've had, 10 that we haven't participated in. Yeah. So, the, the, But the funny thing is, all of them, all of the Platinum Glove winners have been my boyfriends. Nice which is work. His, like uh, bo- every single one. So, but, holy but that's, crap! But that's that's because, amazing. That's because Nolan Arenado has won it five times. <laughs> Yadier Molina has won it four times, <laughs> and then Anthony. So it's actually eleven because you're counting the bookends, right? So then there's Anthony Rizzo once and Andrelton Simmons once. They are all guys who I've chosen. That so is hilarious. Here is my redemption is with the Platinum Glove. And that's, of course, on the National League side. On the American League side this year was Carlos Correa. So I've got that one, too. All right. There's been a little bit more diversity in pick on the on the AL side. But um, I'll take what I can get. You're doing great, <laughs> honey bunny. You are doing great. Even without voting. All right. So also, we did some predictions we did. at the beginning of the year. 
And here you're going to see the sad results of our predictions, but I'm happy that this is sort of like bilateral at this point. <laughs> we both sort of sucked equally in this. So I thought we would do this after the awards were, were finalized next week, but really there's no need because I want to say that we're both in the running for MVP picks. Sure we are. So that's very cool because you had picked Juan Soto, who is actually my boyfriend, but I appreciate that you for picking him. I had actually picked... Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., those are both MVP finalists. I believe that your boyfriend, Shohei Otani, will walk away with this because he pitches and hits. Like, I just don't understand how anybody else could win. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who was also a guy that I had picked, and Marcus Simeon, who is a guy that you had picked, are also in the remnant, plus Bryce Harper, which neither one is of us have picked but just fine he's just, just fine. just putting him in there so we've got the al nl thing there of course but it i don't know i think that otani is gonna win for the al and then who knows maybe one of our i mean we've got a shot there with we do have a shot there i think it's gonna be one of those two guys yeah yeah so okay so the other awards not so good Nope. Cy Young. Nope. You had gone Julito Bueller. I had gone Julito Snell. None of them lived. I mean, Bueller d- did well with the pants, I think. like he. Yeah, but you know what? They don't vote on the pants. We would Damn. vote on the pants. We would, to- we would vote on pants and hair. Right. But nobody asks us about this stuff. Absolutely. So none of those guys are in the running in the AL with Garrett Cole and, and Lynn. For, like, I don't know why I didn't think of him. I, and, and Robbie Ray has had an amazing year with Toronto. NL Burns Scherzer and Wheeler. So I feel a little bit bad for not picking Scherzer, but what can you do? Anyway, we're not going to win the Cy Young prediction. We will see what happens next week. Rookie of the year. God damn it. You God were damn robbed. It. I was robbed. You well, were robbed. Mount Castle was robbed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mm. It's because he's an Oriole. Yeah, it really Ryan is. Ryan Moncastle. He has had a... I, I really... And last week I said, I really thought that Ryan Moncastle was His peers be- voted for him. The players voted for him for Rookie of the Year. But the writers, nope, nope, nope. Yep, that's the way these things go. So you had gone Mountcastle, Sixto Sanchez with Miami. I had gone Bobby Dalbeck, who heated up at the end, but not so much. And Ian yeah. Anderson, who at least made it to the World Series. Sure enough. But uh, not a vote. So... On the AL, we have it between Randy and Rosarena, not a favorite for either one of us, and Wander Franco, who I almost picked as my boyfriend this year, but I did sort of hold off on like not picking him prematurely, although maybe in this case it wouldn't have been. And then Garcia from the Astros with the cha-cha. I, I would love to see him take it, honestly. National League, Carlson, India, and Rogers. And I just hope India doesn't get it just because he's a Trumper. That's right. Yeah. Manager of the year, uh, you weren't too too keen on, on predicting this. So you said maybe Luis Rojas. Nope. I was going with Charlie Montoya from, from the Blue Jays or Jay Stingler. Which, <laughs> oh, my God, was such you know, a I think horrible... It, is he going to be a bench coach this year? I, I mean, he's, he's like, he he's just got out. hired. He, no, but he got hired for a new gig somewhere. Oh, really? As like a... I might have been bench coach. I wish I would have um, paid more attention. Again, listeners, wouldn't you like it if we would do our homework a little bit more yeah. than we do ahead of time? But also, I think you know that the, the moral of the story is our predictions. Like, don't stick with the potty mouth predictions at all. So for the American League, we have Dusty Baker, which I really, really hope he pulls it off, especially above Kevin Cash. I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. Kevin Cash and Cervase. 
and uh, National League, uh, Craig Council and and Kapler from the Giants and and Schilt, right? I can't pronounce his name at all, but I don't know. We'll see who gets it. And meanwhile, folks, you can vote for the all best MLB team. What is that? It's just a random fan vote of players. And it's just a fun thing to vote for. So I will, we'll link it in the show notes and vote away. Why not? I put mine in. Okay, excellent. So, but not for Platinum Glove, just for the thing yeah, that I doesn't miss matter, the really. Pat- you, Platinum yeah, Glove. You, you I sure can't, did. I got to put that like a, an alarm that maybe next maybe. for next year. Hey, I need to give you a, a delayed um, cue to drink. Oh, look, you just did. Because <laughs> earlier, earlier, Potty <laughs> like Mouse said adorable. Potty Mouse said adorable. And if you are newish to the podcast, you may not know about the drinking game. I um, stand by the um, my um, my conviction that. Adorable is not a sports word, mm-hmm. and yet Potty Mouth uses it regularly, and so my whole thing is when she uses it, we need to drink. So I'm going to just point out that what we're drinking right now is called Mischief, appropriately. Like we need help you know, in- incorporating Mischief into our podcast. Yeah. So we are drinking Mischief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Okay, hey, so my boyfriend report is a little bit about hot stove, which hasn't yet heated up, so it's not a lot to say, but there are a couple of teams that are very openly shedding payroll and the guys they are shedding are my boyfriends. So let me just say oh. that the A's are um, both of the, both the mats, the welcome mats. <laughs> Olsen and Chapman are both way up there as, as trade, um, trade options. Oh. Um, and then, and for the Reds also in the fire sale category, Mike Moustakis and Eugenio um, are up for grabs. So my boyfriends are on the move for sure. Oh, that's um, rough. Freddie Freeman, the friendliest first baseman, who everyone believes is going to stay in Atlanta, has rejected. We don't know when. A lot of people reported this, hmm. but they didn't say just rejected. So at some point, the um, the Hammers offered him a, a five-year contract for $135 million, which hmm. he turned down. Because what he's looking for is more like six years and $200 million. Wow. And I believe they're going to pony up, but they haven't yet. So he hangs in the balance. But the fact that he turned them down once, I mean, I would think they would throw everything they had at him. I don't know. I don't understand why they're lowballing him. That's I, crazy. I, that is they crazy. They should lock him in. This is why I, I wonder if it was like super early when he was slumping. Right. It could have been. I don't know. No one knows. Um, and uh, my former uh, Miami, uh, my Tampa Bay boyfriend, I'm sorry, um, Brosso has just gone to the Brewers. Oh, um, that's Who done. were looking for infielders. So there's very little happening in the in the hot stove right now. But it, apparently it's all about my guys. Wow. Yeah. So there you have it. So I haven't checked in on too many of my guys, but this past year, because our, our Red Sox choices were limited, because we were trying to avoid anybody who might have been involved in any sort of shenanigans, I chose... Che- shenanigans means cheating scandal. Yeah, that kind of I thing. I can say I, that. I, I hate saying that Hey, can that I just the say Red the Sox. Potty Mouth is rocking the Ooh. Boston Strong alternate jersey t-shirt, and it's awesome. It's got... It's the yellow one. It's got Hernandez on the back and a smile on Potty Mouth's face on the front, and it's very nice. I love it. It's, it's, it's bright you, you wear it well, cheery. and so are you when you're wearing that. Oh, you are all the time, <laughs> but it's working for you. So maybe I get, I need to get a Jeter Downs jersey. So I, I'm hopeful. Never enough for you. Yeah, except yeah. for as long as it says Downs, it's, it's with the last name. So it'll say Downs, right? So so Jeter Downs, I picked despite his first name this, this past year. And he did not, he, he didn't make much daylight, but he also didn't have a great minor league year. But he's been doing well in the Arizona Fall League. So the Fall League just put out 
their all-star roster. Well, actually, not just for you all, because it was yesterday. Today's the 14th. So yesterday was the game. And he was one of the final fan to vote. So they put out the roster, and then there are the, the extra sort of slates that the fans get to vote on. So he got voted in by the fans. So I am hopeful for my buddy Jeter Downs. He he came over to Boston as part of the Mookie Betts trade, and Mookie oh, was yeah. once my forever boyfriend, but, you know, these things don't last all the time. Even when we say once and forever, we don't mean it. We yeah. mean just since last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So he he had a rough time in AAA. He was batting 190 with 14 home runs. But in the Arizona Fall League, he's been busting it out, and he homered in five straight games. So the Arizona Fall League, for those of you who are not familiar, is only six teams, and they're kind of like a mashup of uh, representatives from the major league teams in a team. And there are two leagues, and there's only one more week of play. So next week on November 20th is going to be the championship game between the the winner of each of the two divisions. So that's, you know, who's best of three. And I just have to say, I'm hoping against hope for the Scottsdale Scorpions because that's where the Red Sox folks are at. And they are three and a half games back right now. But um, I don't know. There's a week of play. You never know what's going to happen. A week is not enough to, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's pretty bleak. It's pretty bleak. But I'm gonna just keep on keep on. Yeah, the, this the is Arizona Fall League is really it's like a training mm-hmm. league. It's it's a it's a player development league. So a lot of guys from the minors get sent there. Occasionally, guys who have been in the majors get sent there if they're on like on a rehab thing. They've had an injury and they're recovering. But it's a way to get some guys who are still kind of new to get some more experience. Um, yeah. to show their stuff, to get noticed, to work on very specific things, because as you know, the, the minor league season stops sooner than the major league season. So it gets some more play. Yeah. Yeah. And another actually Red Sox prospect to watch is Tristan Casas, who is with the, um, the, the Olympic team. He was one of the silver medal winners. And he, I don't know, it's a little bit cocky. He kind of came out and said, I'm not proud of that silver medal because it's number two. I want to oh. be number one. Oh, well, then he will remain my second favorite, yeah. Tristan. <laughs> right. Okay, he's still going to be behind Tristan McKenzie so, of the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, Thank I you think very he much. should go behind, but maybe maybe something will come out with him. So, so this is, you know, a little bit of our boyfriend situation. And stay tuned because we're going to start picking new guys on December 5th. And the way that we do this is we start from the Bottom of the barrel, so to speak. We're going to start with the teams. We who could ha- say bottom of the standings, but we They're, never do. Right? We, never, we, we really go for the worst possible way to say that. And I'm a little bit disappointed in us, but yeah. that's what we do every single time. I, I am very sorry. But this means <laughs> that I think we're starting with the Orioles and who's the bottom of the barrel in the National oh, League? Oh, see, now sorry. again, I worked it all out and I don't remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. But anyway, stay tuned because our December 5th, episode will be the beginning of our boyfriend picks and then you'll you'll enjoy every week we're going to profile a couple couple of guys each and lots of fun information comes out and the the reason that we remember it's the orioles is because you know they're right here so we pay attention to them um potty mouth pays attention because she wants to make sure the red sox are always beating them i pay attention because i named my kid camden for god's sakes after the orioles but also i can't wait to finally 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 pick adley rutschman as my boyfriend which you know no surprise Mm -hmm. is going to happen on december 5th so everybody you know Hold yeah. your horses. It's it's Adley Day. December 5th is Adley Day for No Crying in Baseball. Yeah, and just for the record, 
I, I honestly have full respect for the Orioles. I am never going to dis... I, I get pissed off when people diss them because so many times they've ruined the chances for the Red Sox. So I have full respect, and who knows what's going to happen next year. Yeah. We've got Adley yeah. and Ryan Mackhessel. Hey, funny thing happened at work the other day. We have we had a new person, and so we kind of had a little welcome, you know, coffee cake situation. Nice. And we had to go around and say a thing that people may not know about you. And so, of course, I mentioned the podcast because I do. And oh, I also... The, the new person on staff is from Baltimore. So I said, hey, the Baltimore connection is I named my kid after Camden Yards. And my friend, um, my one of my coworkers said, yeah, Yards is a terrific kid. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I am going with Yards from here on out. My oh, child, your Yards. Your kid's going to love that. Yeah, sure I will, enough. I will totally use that next time. Hey, let's talk about the general manager's meeting. So this week, the GMs Fun met stuff. in Carlsbad, California, and they apparently got talking points. Hmm. So we're going to talk about the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, in a little bit. Not yet. But everyone was asked about it. All the general managers, of course, were asked about it by all the journalists in attention and in attendance. And all of them said, well, we're proceeding as if it's a business as usual. I mean, to a man. And yes, it was all the men that were quoted on this. Hmm. And so it kind of sounds like they had some talking points shared. But what they meant was, you know, nothing has changed yet, so you've got to proceed as if nothing's going to change, which I get. But the language just made me pause. And then, well, you know what? It's probably good. They have some media training, right? So there's that's happening. But we all know that the, like the GM meetings, anytime that the teams get together, whether it's the owners, which is going to happen next week, or if it's the winter meetings, or if it's a GM meeting, you know people are talking trades. They're kind of feeling each other out. Yep. Who's going to be available? What might you be looking for? If I want your guy, what do you want from me? All so we know that happens. The other things that happened, there were actually other things that went on during the GM meetings. And one of them was guys from the Players Alliance, Curtis Granderson, Matthew, oh. and a couple other guys were there to talk about diversity and what you as general managers can do to increase diversity in your front office, on your teams, in all aspects of baseball. Huh. That's pretty cool. I hope they were paying attention to that kind of a presentation. They also got updates on all the rules experiments. Remember how we talked before about how um, – Major League Baseball tries out new rules in the minor leagues and also mm -hmm. the independent leagues. And there wasn't a report out from that that was made public, but, you know, they they, they tried pitch clocks. They tried the whole runner on second thing was something that came out of that. Um, lots of rules, robo-ops, get experimented with. Yeah. And then they talked to the general managers about So that happened as well. But mostly what happened was things that weren't happening in meetings, which were guys on phones, guys at the bar, guys in meeting rooms, um, and again, mostly guys. But um, the other thing that happened yeah. is Scott Boris happened. Every year. Oh, boy. Actually, this is actually pretty good. Okay. Really? So Scott Boris, this is, it's also incredibly cocky. He is like the only agent surprise. ever. Surprise. Right? No surprise to anybody. Gives like an annual address at the GM meeting. He calls the press together and they all come because it's Scott Boris. And he puts That's together crazy, his whole thing really. of puns, which I am not going to repeat any of them because really? they're totally dad jokes. And <laughs> some of them are bad. Some of them are actually not too bad. But anyway, but I agree with him on everything that he said. He got into a little bit of trouble with it, but I don't think he's what? wrong. Here's what he said. Wow. He said, okay, so 2021 was a really good example of the race to the bottom, right? So there's a lot of talk about how teams lean into tanking you know, at some point, okay, I'm not going to get, we're not going to get anywhere. So we're just going to tank. We're going to sell off all our guys. Right. And Reboot. we're going to get good um, draft picks mm -hmm. later. And 
we all talked about the Hammers, mm-hmm. about how they picked up a whole new outfield at the oh, trade yeah. deadline, and they won the freaking World Series. Right. So he noted that. That they were the they they were going in like I think they were under fifty percent you know before the trade deadline you know as far as wins and they were under five hundred and then they won the freaking World Series because they picked up these guys right. in a freaking fire sale right they got um they got Jorge Soler they got um they got Eddie Rosario, Rosario. Yeah. you know they and they got like they didn't have to give anything up it was a fire sale people like teams were dumping salary and saying okay well, we don't care if we tank we're gonna get draft picks he was not wrong now interestingly he got a lot of shit. From Atlanta fans saying, "Hey, you're dissing our team." No, but he wasn't dissing the team. He actually apologized for it, which I thought was weird. But I think what he did was not so much apologize but clarify. He's like, "I'm not saying they didn't deserve to win. I'm saying they benefited yeah. from the situation where other teams gladly gave up these guys who have all kinds of value for nothing, and the the Hammers took advantage of it and won." I He's wonder not if, the, wrong. if the Nats could have done that. The Nats were not that far out. The Nats out sold, though, the, right? Right. They right. were not that far out at but the, the deadline. But the Nats sold. And they gave up. What he is calling for is something that we've all said before. This is not just Scott Boris saying this team should be incentivized to keep their star players. Yeah. Every team should be somehow motivated to win. There needs to be some reward it. or some right. consequence. If you're not trying, I mean you need to you need to try, okay? So what is what is the answer to that? One of the things he talked about as a problem is um, recently, I think it was 2016 CBA maybe, limited the amount of money available for to pay bonuses in the draft which means that teams can get these these superstars coming out mm. of high school or college for nothing, and it's the teams who tanked who get the ability to pay nothing for these guys who have a lot of talent. And great for those teams, not yeah. so great for these guys who are only going to be available to the worst couple of teams, right? And they're not going to make all that much money compared to on the open market what they could be getting. He's not wrong about that, okay? Wow. So, I mean... Uh. It's, it's fascinating to me. So yeah. more about that when we talk about the, the, the CBA later. But that's kind of like the whole Scott Boris thing. You know, he, he got a lot of shit for it, but he wasn't actually wrong in anything that he said. So coming up, the owners are meeting this coming week in Chicago. And the winter meetings, which are the big deal annual meetings where a lot of the hot stove stuff happens, are scheduled for three weeks from now in Orlando if the CBA, if they come to an agreement. Hmm. on the collective bargaining agreement. If they don't, shut down, but more about that later. If if things are proceeding, then the winter meetings are going to happen. So to be continued. To be continued. So there's a really good reason why Scott Boris is Scott Boris. Why he yeah, has baby. Like, the big names. He's he's a bright character. He is super smart. And he's a little full of himself. And I absolutely admit that. But in a lot of ways, he's not wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. scary. I know. I know. Yeah. We hate that. Yep. Yep. I just want to interject for a moment that the 2022 Hall of Fame ballot is out. Woo. So it's there. Look at it. The part that attracted my attention is I think it's going to be hysterical. Both David Ortiz and A-Rod are on there for the first time. They're best friends now, aren't they? They are such buddies. You know, do you think whole... they are or they just fake it for the camera? What do you think? I think they are. I think they are, too. I think they are. It's, it's kind of adorable. And, you Cheers. know, I definitely have, have mixed feelings about A-Rod for sure. And then David Ortiz going on as a DH. Like, that's a big fucking deal. That's, that's really a big fucking deal. And it's their first ballot. So that's 
that's the thing. Like, they're obviously the, the biggest names on the ballot if you go through it. I mean, there are, there are some others who I think, you know, have some, some serious contention. I'm not sure about getting on after the first ballot, seeing as though the only one who's done that was Mariano, right? But I, we'll, we'll I see what Ortiz happens. I think is going to make it. He is just, he's just such a No cool one guy. doesn't like him. So that's the thing, though. I mean, like, if he a lot makes of people it, A-Rod like... doesn't, that would be so funny. I mean, it a would... lot of people do not. I mean, A-Rod is cilantro, right. right? You love him or you hate him. Right. But the thing is, both of them are tainted with the, I mean, A-Rod way, way, way more, but tainted with the PED scandal. Like, Ortiz definitely had some situations there. A-Rod way, way more, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Of course, you know, I adore David Ortiz. No one questions your vote here. (laughs) Oh, my God. No one is questioning your vote. Oh, my gosh. Hey, do you need more beer? Because I'm going to talk about labor, and um, I don't know how you feel about that. And so, I will, I'll take a little bit, but okay. I should not have all of this. There's like a splash left. Okay, I'm going to splash into my glass, and then we're going we're gonna to talk We're gonna talk labor negotiations. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good thing. I'm, I am right. poor. I'm leaning we're into having, mischief. <laughs> we're having some mischief here. Okay, so um, as a reminder, this collective bargaining agreement, which is being negotiated by Major League Baseball and the, the Major League Players Association, the union, has to be finalized by 11.59 p.m. on December 1st or midnight on December 2nd, depending on how you want to look at things. I think this is clear because midnight on, Dece- on 2nd, do you know which day is midnight? I don't know. This I, one no, is clear. No, no. This right? is clear. Right. So, and we talked last week about there's probably going to be a lockout if they don't come to agreement. So listen uh. to last week's episode if you want to know what all of that means. So right now, their negotiations have been going on for a while by like the second in command in the union and the second in command at Major League Baseball. Okay. But there's also a players subcommittee who's very involved. And it's really interesting and very pitcher heavy and very Scott Boris client heavy. Let me read you some names. Mm-hmm. Scott Boris client heavy. Well, the, the names here, there I just are, looked at there these are for eight. the first time. Holy there shit. There are eight on the player subcommittee. Five of them are represented by Scott Boris. They, wow. So the guys on the, on the committee are... Max Scherzer, Andrew Miller, Garrett Cole, wow. Marcus Simeon, James Paxton, Jason Castro, Francisco Lindor, and Zach Britton. And That's, that is power. I really want to lean wow. into why there's so many pitchers, but I don't want to disparage, say, position players. Mm-hmm. But there is kind of like a, you know, there's there's a there's a thing that there's a little bit about pitchers being like the brainy guys. I don't know. It's fascinating. I, this but, is fascinating. But yeah, so Andrew um, Miller's been around a while. Yeah. Well, you know, a couple of these guys have, have paid their dues. Some of them are newer. But um, yeah, so I like that there's some older guys who are like, OK, yeah, now I need to give back. Right. Yeah. I need to, I've been here for long enough that I Zach Britton, right. That I know these guys and I know what they Lindor, want. Lindor, that's that's fascinating. Right. Though, young guys. Right. So like I've that's... got I've got some boyfriend cred here with mm-hmm. Marcus Simeon and Francisco Lindor, for instance. Absolutely. I have no boyfriends on here. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I do have a a labor background in you know for myself and <laughs> my good. family. I've gotta say it, it it's in the blood, so it's, I kinda lean into this stuff. Anyway. Anyway, so an interesting interesting thing that Zach Britton did on Twitter was he solicited fan input on what they want to see. Now, his stuff was not about wow. economics. His stuff was about the game. And a lot of what he got was anti-blackout stuff. And I loved it. So a lot of mm. people, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't think that's anything to do whatsoever in the CBA. But, you know, he asked and the fans, the fans um, reported back and said, would you cut this out? We we, we want to be able to see baseball. Thank you very much. Yeah, so that's the, awesome. The bottom line of what the different sides want, the players want to change how they get paid. They want it to be fairer for the younger players. Wow. Um, they want to, like, quit screwing with service time and arbitration and all of this stuff. Because right now, you don't get your real payout until you reach free agency, even though your most productive time is probably done by then. Um, and they want to deal with tanking that huh. we were talking about, right? So um, they use the phrase competitive integrity because tanking sounds a little derogatory, but it's true. So they find a way to combat Because who wants to get drafted by a yeah. team that's tanking on purpose? You know, that's fascinating. Like, looking at the names on this subcommittee, though, they've been around for a while. For yeah, them yeah. to be sticking up for the younger players yep. is impressive. Sure enough. And so the league is looking after the money, their own money. Clearly. For sure. And one yeah. of the things that they are, they want to control what gets paid out, for sure. Mm -hmm. But they also want to increase what gets paid in. So one thing they're looking for is an expanded postseason. Because if you get more teams in, Longer postseason, more eyeballs, more commercials, more pay. Huh. Um, I don't know that they're planning on passing any of that along to the players, but that's one of the things that the league is looking for. Um, the stuff around the edges, like the things that like Zach Britton was soliciting from fans, are things like um, Universal DH, which is probably going to happen. Um, sticky stuff. Um, <laughs> all those kinds of like the smaller issues they can probably agree upon mm -hmm. fairly quickly but the big stuff is the draft and economics one of their proposals about the draft to kind of stop it from being i'm going to we're going to tank every year for a couple of years in a row so we always get the top picks right both sides have made proposals about teams not being able to bid in the top five in consecutive years or no more than two consecutive years, but limiting the time. So you can't keep tanking for like a set of years to like, you know, grow your farm team in, in that Hello, way. Hello, you, Orioles. You need to be able to compete. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and a lot of teams have done it. I mean, the Houston did it, and then they ended up winning the World yeah. Series. I mean, other teams have, have done this to really good effect, but it's a regular thing. Yeah. And it would be nice to like have every team be – um, be competitive, like being rewarded Absolutely. for being competitive. So um, one of the other things is uh, maybe change the formula about who gets to bid when to balance the record with maybe the market size. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can put into that math to figure out who gets to pick in the draft when. Um, for economic proposals, sort of big picture, the league seems to be coming from a place where there is a limited pool of money. And the questions are, how do we divide it up? And the, the, the union is like, Oh, that's crap. You guys have kind of unlimited money. And we want more <laughs> right. of it, and we want more of it sooner for these young guys who are doing great work early. So that's a very specific difference. Is there a pool of money that is capped, or is there money that you're paid for what you're worth? So hmm. the league has proposed, this, was, this made a lot of news this past week, that instead of arbitration... Right, you know, you right now you are controlled by a team for three years, then you're eligible for arbitration. So for three years, you're making the league minimum unless you have some sort of extended contract where you're agreeing to be with this team for however long. It's the league minimum, and then three years later, you can go to, go to arbitration where you can negotiate for what you feel like you're worth, and then finally, after six years of service time, 
then you're available for free agency, which is when you actually get to be on the free market and have teams bid for how much they actually you're think really worth. really worth, yeah. right? So the league is saying, well, instead of this arbitration thing, which you guys don't like anyway, how about you don't make free agency until you're 29 and a half years old? Tell that to Juan what? fucking Soto. Tell that to, to Fernando Tatis Jr. That's crazy because we've got some young stars. 29 is... That way too old. So for some guys, for some guys, that's when they hit their six years of service. But that's not for a lot of guys. These these young like Wonderkins, like they're they're getting there sooner, and that is going to increase the time that players are under team control. So I don't think that's going to happen. Not a good idea. But what they're saying is, until they get to free agency, instead of this arbitration thing, you want to get paid what you're worth. Well, let's pick Fangraphs War. Fangraphs wins above replacement, Mm -hmm. and pay you based on that well okay here's a problem with that Fangraphs has a very specific formula for creating war right so does baseball perspective it's baseball america there's there's at least three organizations who have different um equations for figuring out wins wins above above replacement. replacement yeah and wins above replacement is basically if a major league guy goes out and is replaced by a triple a player how many more wins would that major league player have gotten that team than the yeah. AAA guy? That's what we're looking at is like the, the replacement player level right there. So so the problems are very clear. One is, okay, let's say, okay, so if we do your career, FWAR, F-W-A-R is fan graphs, wins above replacement, and they would weight it for recency. So, okay, so here's your career wins above replacement, mm-hmm. and then what have you done most recently? So like, what are you hot right now? Are you slumping right now? Whatever. But- you can really game the numbers by picking FWAR over one of the other ones because they calculate differently. And for instance, for pitchers, it may be the worst because oh, Fangraphs, really? Fangraphs um, calculates the pitcher's wins above replacement by the three true outcomes, which are, you know, strikeouts, walks, and home runs. You get no value for being the guy that always pitches into an easy ground ball, which is a double play every time, which is super valuable, but wouldn't show up, wouldn't give you a a high wins above replacement in that. For fan graphs. Perfect. Yeah, that that calculation. So it gives fan graphs a lot of power. And and one of the agents said, why are we basing this all on a website? Right. Which is true. So the idea of the worth of the player is important, but calculating it in this very specific way and also eliminating the ability to negotiate for what you feel like you're worth is a non-starter. So I don't know if this was just like a straw man, like throw it out there and distract everybody by, hey, look, squirrel or yeah. shiny thing or whatever. I don't know, but that, that ain't going nowhere, I don't think, because that's not good for anybody on the player side, anybody on the player side. Wow. So that's all pretty fascinating to me. Um, more soon, and it's, you know, hot and heavy because they got to figure something out by, you know, on December 1st. Um, or we could be facing lockouts. That is so scary. Right? That is really scary because right? it does seem sort of like there's this, like, sea between the two sides right now, and we don't have that much time. Yeah. I mean, like, the ideological differences are large, and they are deep. Crap. 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 Well, you know what? The good news is if we get locked out. Eat the rich. Sorry. (laughs) If we get locked out, we are not the only source for baseball. So here here I am with the the international rundown. And I'm super excited because CPBL, which is the, the... 
Taiwanese league. You pulled that out. You've been drinking when you did okay. I totally have been. Yeah, yeah. it's it's C is just don't don't look at the C, but it's it's in Taiwan. And so the team that I have been pulling for for forever for now, in my forever team, the Lions, they are only up by two games with one week to go. So things are very tense. And the way that the CPBL works is that you have a first half winner and you have a second half winner, and then the winner of each half plays against each other for the Taiwan League, you know, championship. And so the brothers won the first half, done already. The Lions are on track to win the second half, but there's still a week to go. And they have four games, and the brothers have five, and the Lions are only up two games. So you can do the math. Others can do the math. We cannot be counting on the math at this point. But there is a possibility that the brothers could pull it off, in which case they will have won both halves of the season, and they cannot play themselves for the championship. So if that happens, then there's sort of like this fallback thing where I think I think the Lions are going to play the Monkeys for for who gets to play against the Brothers for the Taiwan series. But but wait wait I, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, I believe you that that's the rule. I think. But if the Brothers win both halves, they don't just stop it and say, "Okay, no. you guys win." No, they don't. So the Brothers because could actually still... win both halves, halves and still not win the championship. Right, right. But then they have a huge advantage because the the two like next best play against each other and they get to just chill out. And rest and until they get to the Taiwan. But it series. could be a situation where, like, a team like the Hammers, which was only at five hundred, yeah, know, well, the, the monkeys, yeah, could the, end up winning the World Series but not it, have anywhere near the it best. It could record. be because the monkeys have been officially eliminated at this point from the second half. Like it's between the brothers wow. and the lions. So who knows? But of course, I am cheering for the lions. But there is some crossover situation happening. So in Korea, which everybody was watching last year, but nobody seems to be caring about this year because it's a freaking first thing in the morning and the the coverage was bad. Yeah, ESPN just sucked, just sucked with Korean coverage. But the Korean series, the end of their season, actually started today. And it's the KT Wiz have made it to the Korean series for their That's very first time. It is the first. It, it totally is. The Wiz, you know, the wonderful Wiz. <laughs> and they're going <laughs> against the Doosan Bears, who are there for the seventh consecutive appearance. Does it but sound they, better in Korean? I, I hope so. <laughs> I am not very good with my Korean. They were beat by my Dinos last year. So I am clearly a Forever Dinos fan. They are not in the, the Korean championship this year. Our friend Jiho Yu is the source of this information. But the fun crossover stuff is that Ariel Miranda, who was formerly with the CPBL Brothers, is actually pitching for the Doosan Bears this year. So you've got a little bit of a Taiwanese-Korean crossover. Miranda actually previously also played in the, the Nippon League, the Japan League, for the Hawks. And he debuted with our very own Orioles in 2015. So Ariel Miranda, who's actually Cuban descent. So he's just, he's he's a world guy. He's going to be pitching with the Bears in the Korean series starting today. So we'll see what happens with the Korean series. I want to say the Bears so badly. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Doosan Bears. So we'll see what happens in Korea. But there's so much more baseball happening and so much, so many more crossovers happening. And this one I am the most giddy about in the Liga Mexicana de Baseball, the LMB, which actually happens at the same time as MLB. 
Fernando Rodney, he had been in MLB for 17 years, I believe, 17 years, and, and famously with our Washington Nationals with their World Championship Series. He, this past year, did not get to play in MLB, so he went over to Mexico in LMB, and he got reliever of the year at age 44. God damn it. God for bless you, Fernando, Fernando Rodney. Rodney. Absolutely. He was pitching for the Toros de Tijuana. And not only did he get reliever of the year for the, for the Mexican League, but he, his team, the Toros, won the championship, the Serie del Rey, and he got the last out of the last game of the championship series. Is he still like tipping the hat to his dad and doing the whole arrow of the air thing? Oh, I love him so much. The flecha is the arrow. He is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So he had a 1.8, that's eight, eight, zero (laughs) ERA, 40 strikeouts in 28 games in the Mexican league. And and then the the Toros de Tijuana were down three nothing in the championship series and came back and won the f- next four games Dang. and won. And so there's oh, I'm more. So happy for him. So happy for Fernando. But even better, more crossover situation. Teddy Stankowitz, who I last adored when he was pitching for the Lions in the CPBL that I was just talking about, he actually opened that last game ah. of that series, which Fernando Rodney got the save for because they won t- three to nothing. So Teddy got the win. Fernando got the save. The Torres de, de Tijuana won the Serie del Rey this year for the Liga Mexicana de Baseball. That's awesome. I love to see these guys that we've been following in other places continue to find a way to play baseball and play it well. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm sad about Teddy not being there to help the Lions, but it's pretty cool to see that. So Fernando is not done. 44 years old. He is still playing. Is he the new Big Sexy? I, You know, it seems like it. We yeah, haven't looked in. Right? I have got to check in on what Big Sexy is doing. It seems like it. I mean, it's he's playing right now with Lidom for the team, of course, that I've chosen, which is Leones del Escogido. So I talked about them last week. Fernando Rodney is on their pitching staff, so he did not miss a beat, moved from Mexico down to Dominican Dang. Republic. And I was excited last week because we talked about Fran Mill mm-hmm. being on the team. So this is my 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 Dominican team. This is Leonis de los Escogido. Fran Mill Reyes is on there. Uh, Albert Pujols, which has been the exciting part, is on there. And what I didn't realize last week is that Franchi Cordero, who no, was uh-uh. actually my boyfriend picked this very last year for the Royals, moved over to the Red Sox, did not do well, spent most of the time at AAA, so this is a perfect type of, of player who should be working in the Winter League and getting his act together. And apparently he's doing very well and has gotten a home run already with the Leonis del Escogido. So now I, I feel like this is just like fate. Like, this is my team. They're all coming together. This is the league that is on MLB Network right now, right? Yes. And so they've been promoting it. And I think if you just have a regular MLB TV um, subscription that you, I don't think you need the, the postseason one. They, oh wow! They were saying, "Oh, it's free game of the day," and go ahead and watch. So I'm thinking that you may be able to do it. Give it a try. Totally, totally. And watch I like it. that MLB was promoting it. 
I, that's awesome. That's a big deal. That is absolutely awesome. And maybe like I can go to my word of the week at this point. So we've been doing the sort of Spanish because these these broadcasts are in Spanish. A lot of the words um, translate pretty easily. Like we were talking about last week, instead of imparable, they're actually using hit an awful lot. So you can talk about hit, a strike, those things you, you're going to follow pretty clearly. Doble. Doble, right. So last week our, our words were so a uh, uh, single is sencillo, but then you have doble and triple. Now we're going to go all the way with a honron. So if you're going to spell it out, it's J-O-N-R-O with an accent over the O-N. That's a honron. Honron. Yeah, and actually it can be a verb as well. So we talked about somebody who homered. So if um, if you're talking about in Spanish, it would be an AR verb for those who speak. So it would be honronio or honroniaron. Like they home oh, run. Yeah. Wait, wait, do that slowly for me. Um, so, Honronio. Honronio? Yeah, Honronio. Oh, I'm bad. I think that's it. Honronio. It's a so lot it, of rolling R's that I don't feel comfortable doing. So, El Honronio, he got a homer. Ellos Honroniaron, they got homers. Yeah, I could do a whole you're gonna conjugate for me. Oh, you're but a good teacher. If you don't want to go with a Honron, you can say Quadrangular. Which is also four. right. Like four is exactly oh. quadro, quadrang, quadrangular. All right, drinking usually helps me with my Spanish, but in this case, I'm not sure. Sure, so quadrangular. See now, when I see it written, which I am doing right now, it helps me a lot. Quadrangular. Yeah. So okay. that's a home run. So watch Liedam and and let me know how you do with home the um, with the words with the with the vocabulary. Oof. So there's more Spanish uh, or baseball in Spanish to watch. The Liga Baseball Profesional de Roberto Clemente in Puerto Rico. Right now, Daddy Yankee has just bought out, partly bought out the Cangrajeros de Santurce. So if you don't know Daddy Yankee, I'm going to put some links in the show notes. You should check out some of code? his tunes. He so uh, there's actually an, an, a, a article that I read because I was like Daddy Yankee that kind of Yankee is that a thing, but it turns out that the word Yankee is sort of like a word for cool or something like that. There is a connotation Puerto Rico that's better than the Yankees, even though I've actually seen him in Yankees hat. But despite that, despite right. that, the cool thing about him is that he's inviting other sort of famous musicians or whatever. To get involved in baseball in Puerto oh, Rico, yay. because there are a lot of he, he he the the type of music that he sings is called reggaeton, and that's super popular in the Caribbean and actually and and here as well. And he's inviting other stars to sort of elevate baseball in Puerto Rico and make it a popular thing. Nice, yeah. So I think that's a good thing. He's trying to increase the popularity, the fan base. So go, Daddy Yankee. And not my, I mean, to, to tell you the truth, I can give you a lot more um, suggestions in Latin American music, but <laughs> Daddy Yankee, totally fine. He, he was one of the ones who did Despacito with Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. Thank you. So, yeah. All right. There's, there's that. Finally, in Venezuela, the Liga Venezuelano de, de Venezuela de Baseball Profesional, William Contreras from Atlanta, fresh off of his World Series win, is joining my team. So Yay. here I get giddy again. This is the team that I picked in Venezuela a couple of years ago, Cardinales de Lara. This week, November 15th, William Contreras has gotten the AOK to be able to join. I have a feeling it's because there's actually two coaches 
who work both with Atlanta and with Cardinales de Lara. <laughs> and I think that's what's gotten him in. There's Jose Yepes, who was a bullpen catcher in Atlanta. And he also works as sort of the, the sports manager, gerente deportivo in Cardinales de Lara. And I think he allowed this sort of transfer to go through. And also Tomas Perez, who I've seen in different articles saying that either he's the first base coach or the batting pre- practice pitcher for Atlanta, also works with Card- Cardinales de Lara. Wait, wait, so. isn't he also running for governor of Maryland? There's that. Okay, or is that a different Tomas Perez? Might be be different. I'm not totally sure. All right. I'm not totally sure. The the other just like fun fact that I got from the Venezuelan League is Luis Ugueto from the Tigres de Aragua. He just set a record for the fastest manager to be fired in the league. After 10 games, he got canned. I, and I, I thought this was interesting also because one of one of our friends who we interviewed in our first season, oh Marco Aliveras, who's actually a Puerto Rican manager, apparently also managed in Venezuela, and he was the fourth fastest guy to get fired after 15 games. I'm glad that you said specifically it was in this league. So I think that right. Carlos Beltran was probably the fastest manager to be fired oh, because he didn't even manage a game before true. the Mets ditched him. Yep. Wow. Fascinating. a little bit of getting ditched in Venezuela. Wow. And that's the international wrap-up for this week. That's that's pretty great. So um, are you still watching baseball kind of like every day then? Yeah, pretty close, pretty close. You can get it really easily. I'm trying to decide. Like a friend of mine at work um, who actually made money on the hammers. Really? Called it, like you did, four and two. Wow. After asking me who I was rooting for, and I said, well, I'm not putting money on it, but I picked the Hammers in seven, so he picked Hammers in six and one pass. Hey. But he's like, okay, so what about football? Why did I not get in on that? Because we don't believe oh in God. that crappy gambling stuff, which is, that's a whole other episode about all this, right. like, you know, on, on gambling, but now he wants to know my picks for football. I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't started on football yet, because I always wait until after the World Series, so I actually miss half the football season, so yeah. who knows? Maybe next week I'll try to watch a football game. Will see what happens i mean my other sports thing was i just you know i just binged ted lasso because that was the sports thing i really really wanted to do so good everybody be a goldfish if your team didn't make it to the (laughs) world series just saying that so this week i mean we've got these awards that you mentioned to watch to see if our one or two predictions that might still be hanging in there get us anywhere yeah, the MVP ones. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But still, I want to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I they, hooray for the guys that get them. Yep. And so Yay, so we guys. will see who those are. And um, maybe I will start my research on um, 30, 30 new boyfriends to pick for the new season. And the, wow. one of the tricks for like picking the, the early ones is there's a lot of trades that are going to happen. Right. So we've been burned before. So let's see. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. Do you have anything else going on this week? No, nothing I can think of, really. Like, I'm no. trying to blank right now. <laughs> no, totally. All right. Well, that's all good. But um, in the meantime, we hope that you are listening to back episodes of the podcast and telling your friends about us if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball. And we really do hope that you're finding us on social media. Yeah. Actually, if you have any suggestions, hello, people, especially if you're like Orioles fans or, or whoever that we have forgotten who also is going to be picked next week, please, like, Text us or, or or DM us, whatever those words are, your suggestions. Twitter, you can reach us at NCIB Podcast. 
Facebook and Instagram, No Crying and B-Ball. Our DMs are open, so please let us know who you think we should pick and extra points if you say why. That's right. Make your case because that makes our job a lot easier. Yeah, so cool. And we don't want to work so hard. That's right. That's right. Okay. Hey, so um, in the meantime, um, please, please, did you get your booster shot yet? I hope you did. Mm-hmm. We hope you're fighting the man all the time because it's the right thing to do. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. The buzz look is gone. No, you've still got it.